speed like you've never seen before. Call me crazy, but he's not going to win. What? What? This is NASCAR. This is the Behind the Wall Podcast. And now for something completely different. It's the Bottom Ball Podcast, episode 90. I'm Henry Hobbs. We've got Ben Elia reigning from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, joining us once again. Ben, good to have you back, brother. Roll Tide. Great to be back. Roll Tide. Uh, we were talking before we started the episode, but, you know, anytime, as as two diehard Bama fans, I feel like we, we, we're obligated to talk at least a little bit about Bama. Oh, football, absolutely. You know? The, uh, the 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 evisceration that is that is about to happen this season in the SEC West and you know the SEC in general uh, you, you know at, and once we get to January or December you know all of college football uh, I think Bama's prime this year. What's great is the the timing of the season. Right as I need to get something to make up for lack of racing, got Bama winning championships, winning playoff games, fills the void nicely. Yeah, no, and I yeah looking at the SEC this year shouldn't be too tough of a task I, you know, think, you I can't really think of anyone that's going to challenge us no georgia lost their entire team in the draft alabama you know it's it's reload mentality so i think it's just going to be another Bryce young back a lot of the a lot of the defense coming back uh, some new offensive weapons new running back new faster receivers i mean it's it's about I'm, to get deadly. I'm looking forward to that revenge game against texas a&m in october I know those, those tickets are about to be a thousand bucks if both teams go in undefeated, which Alabama's going to go in undefeated, especially but, with all the talk going on with Jimbo. Yeah, I mean it's 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 going to be easily the most expensive game of the year because there's looking at Alabama's home schedule, they really don't have any big games at home, like no Tennessee, well, I, no Iron Bowl is always big. Yeah, Iron Bowl. Um, but I mean, in terms of undefeated teams. You know, you get Ole Miss away, LSU. They're not going to be too good, but they're away. You know, all that stuff. This is a, a probable yeah. night game in Baton Rouge is never easy. No, that sounds terrible. I mean, you, you know what's coming, and hopefully, I'll hopefully mean, lot, be there for that one. Like, yeah, last time we played you was Death Valley. Yeah, it was it was deadly. All right, so let's just go in and jump into it. Uh, we've got the Brickyard. I mean, Jay, Jay was talking at our group chat. He's kind of pissed off that they're still calling it the brickyard. When, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go and say it. It's still the brickyard. It's a road course, but you're still racing at the brickyard. That's, that's what the track is known as. So I've got no issue with the road course being called the brickyard and them giving away. I the absolutely brick the agree. To me, like, the brickyard was always the venue. I just wish they could have done something. Well, I'm not a big fan of the, the venue or the event, but I wish they could have done something like made, made the brickyard 400 K at least keep the name sake. Yeah, I mean, if, if you could have done that, that would have been solid. Like the Verizon 200 just doesn't yeah, roll off. Sounds the, like a, the, it sounds like an old Bush race. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like a Bush race or an IndyCar race at Iowa. Like it, it's. <laughs> I think it wasn't the IndyCar race at Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> One surprised me. But overall, like, so I've just, I've said it for years now, and I, I, I let off of it last year about Indianapolis just because the, the race was chaotic. It was exciting just because it's it's chaos. And, you know, sometimes you need that as a NASCAR fan, just a little bit of chaos. You know, that, that way you don't get the same type of racing as IndyCar or F1 where, 
you know, you get to the end of the race and everyone's screaming, Oh, that was a strategy race. Uh, you know, you go to Indianapolis on the, on the, on the oval, that's, it's going to be a strategy race. It's not super exciting. So at least last year and this year, we had a little bit of, uh, you know, actually a lot of beating and banging and a lot of chaos. You had Chastain just, you know, just blowing through the course. But, um, yeah, I, I still don't think that in, in the NASCAR belongs at Indianapolis. You, if you can only fit you know, a place with 200,000 seats, if you can only fit 60,000 or only bring 60,000 people there, take the, take it, keep it in the, in, in the uh, Indianapolis market, move it to IRP. We saw what happened in the truck race and that was phenomenal. So just, just screw it. Sorry, Penske. It's not, no one likes it. I mean, you're going to, you're going to send it back to the oval and everyone's going to be complaining again. Oh, it's just a crappy track. Well, as a Hamlin fan, bringing up Penske is an extra reason why I want to snub the track. <laughs> I just think it's just so embarrassing. Like credit words do, they had a, a good number of people. I think I saw something where they said 70,000 that sells out most tracks. That doubles a lot of crowd size we've been praising throughout the year. Yeah. But that just is such an eyesore on TV and it's every year. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can only do so much with banners, and yeah, sixty, seventy thousand is it's great. I mean, that would. Face, it shows we should be in the. Out, we gotta be in the market, but just we gotta get the right venue for it. Yeah, I mean, I would sell at Richmond, sell at Martinsville. So, I mean, the market's there, but I think if you if you take it and you 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 just put the race at IRP, uh, Lucas Oil, then you'll be able to sell out the seats, and it's going to be like a Bristol night race ticket where it's impossible to get in. It's going to. I was watching that just, Friday night race, and that was that was a spectacle. At least the way the sights was, that it looked like your local short track where you had some of the best cup not cup best truck drivers in the in the country going at it. Yeah, it, it was definitely a great TV event. I, I'd imagine the atmosphere was great there. Yeah, I mean, I've I've had no qualms whatsoever with IRP ever. It's always been just an exciting racetrack, and it's a shame that even Xfinity's gotten away from it. Just because, what? yeah, I, I just I don't think the I don't think the cars are fast enough. They don't have enough grip for Indianapolis, especially the oval. You know, it, they got to slow down so much, and it takes them so much. It takes it takes the cars forever to get up to speed, and it's just it's just not ideal. The tracks just not great for NASCAR. It never has been, even from the start. Back in the the heyday, just people, you talk to people or go back and watch old races, it it wasn't on the same level as a Southern 500 or a Daytona 500 or a Bristol night race. It'd be like NASCAR going to Monaco. Yeah, it's going to be insane. People are going to love the, the, the idea of it, but that's the, the racing's not going to be it. It's just you're going there just to go there. That's it. And we're NASCAR. We're the biggest motorsport in the country. Should we really be like paying an homage to IndyCar? No. They don't go to Daytona, to my knowledge. I don't think they go to Bristol. Someone would die if they went to Daytona. (laughs) They have a nice strategy race, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, IndyCar Bristol would be insane, too. But, yeah, I... Yeah, we could we could talk a little bit about it. I know I, t- I talked about Chicago last week. Uh, I think a lot of this just goes off of the uh, you know just they, they want to be in that market. Obviously, fans are going to show up. It's it's the the IndyCar nerds are going to say it's the uh, motor racing capital of the world, um, just because they're so crazy about Indiana, uh, Indiana and Indianapolis. But you know, well, you look at the TV ratings; it also pops up in the top ten pretty frequently. So yeah, but maybe that's the thing we talk about a street course. Maybe Indianapolis should be the street course. Chicago, that would be had, cool. Chicago has a great track. I mean, I know it's not in the city, but Chicagoland, I had a few friends that have been. They say it's a good facility. Indianapolis, NASCAR has to say, hey, look, we the brickyard failed. We've kind of really screwed over IRP. Let's bring it to downtown Indianapolis. I'm like, hey, we're sorry, but hey, give us a second chance. 
because since the oh it was a 2008 tired debacle it's just been a nightmare yeah i mean I, I don't remember a decent race at the brickyard on the oval i mean the last two years i wouldn't say that you know this the races past weekend or the race the year before were insanely good races i think they chaos they saved chaos them. like and there, you know you said it earlier there's a place for that if it's happening every week, then it just looks bad on the drivers. But, you know, every now and then we're, when you, you watch, know, you get six you wide going into a corner. That's insane. It's fun to watch for a while, but like, well, that Logano move especially was fun to watch. But yeah. it doesn't feel real. No. It, I mean, I think feels, to go back to the crowd size, like watching that in front of an empty stadium, it makes it look like NASCAR's in desperation. But like, let's be excited. We got to fill this back up. Yeah, I mean, you, you stick, you, you take that and you put it on a mile and a half track like a uh, like a Charlotte or a uh, Las Vegas, and you're gonna pre- it's gonna be great racing. And I, I've said it, you know, this entire season so far since I think like the third uh, cookie cutter intermediate track, we we need more of those again because those this, this car is insane. Like we were screaming last year, oh, we you know this the Gen Six car sucks on intermediates. We need more short tracks. Well, I'm saying get rid of some of these road courses and put it back on. A uh, intermediate. Bring back Kentucky Kentucky at this point. I feel like it'd be great at Kentucky. Oh, I was actually I was bored earlier today, so I was watching the old 2011 Kentucky race, like the end of it. Um, that old worn out surface. Imagine the next gen car on something like that again. Uh, That might that might be the hardest track to drive. uh, Drive all the bumps and everything. That was that was nuts. All right, so back to uh back to the race itself. I think the. You know, the race, the race was okay. I mean, it was it was exciting at times, but I think the besides the the chaos that ensued, um, I think the the obviously the biggest storyline is the the Chastain move. So I want to get your thoughts and you know how did how did you feel about that move? I'm not as a, a non as a non biased Danny Hamlin fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a, feelings about Chastain aside. I'm not too crazy on the move. I know that people are saying there might be a, a technicality in the rule book, but still that that's not the intended course. That's not how they're meant to race. And then it goes back to also a, a, a moment, event like that where uh, NASCAR is a position where it looks like a clown show. Like I remember watching that. You see some guys missing turn the big the turn one. You think, where are they going? What's going on? Did they miss the turn? Then they shoot back out of nowhere. It looked like the last lap of a Mario Kart race instead of a NASCAR race. Yeah, I saw, it, was, I, it was exciting. It was entertaining, but I don't know. It just very artificial. I don't think it's. I think, I think it if you made the product, I think if he made the move with, and he had no intention of making the corner, that was just his. I'm just gonna send it straight on like a an old NASCAR heat move. I think that would have been a deal. But you, you look at what what happened, what was going on in front of him. You had three, four wide. Uh, you know, he he hit the brakes. You know, do you do you turn into the uh, into that turn and possibly wreck your car i mean chase elliott i mean all they're they're getting ready to spin it was obvious like do you do you take the risk of running it in there knowing that you could end up getting spun out or do you just do you just take the risk and you know send it through the uh the 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 runoff portion of turn one nascar has to do a better job they should have you're supposed you follow the course you don't take little loops and shortcuts around it or alternate routes it's nascar not mario kart you follow the course and no other track I've ever heard about someone passing on the access road. That's absolutely nuts that he, that he kept that speed. Oh, it looked with insane. How, with how oh, skinny it is. Feelings of being a cheap shot or delegitimizing the race aside, it looked pretty cool. It was badass. <laughs> yeah, I came out and I was like, whoa, where'd he come from? Yeah, I, I, cannon. 
I didn't I didn't realize it's him that, that that blew the first turn. I just saw someone just scream by and I'm like, oh that dude's an idiot. And all of a sudden Chastain's well, fighting for a lead. I'm like, where did he come from? I thought he missed the turn originally until I saw him shot back out. I didn't, I mean honestly I didn't even I, I didn't even think about the uh the run back area. Like I thought they were just kind of have to turn back around and like I just That's didn't pay I attention to it all day. Because I think Hamlet hit it at one point. Hamlin missed that first stage really everything went wrong. I think he missed it early in the first stage. Yeah, and I I think that's just the uh you know the the track itself is, you know it's it's those those types of issues are great at at the Roval just because it's obvious that you know you blew through something you know you you stop and you make your you make yeah. your stop and go but something like that it's like you know I've got to take this this longer way around do I need to stop and you know I definitely think that NASCAR could have been a little quicker on you know calling it and saying all right you you're that's thirty second penalty stop you know racing Reddit card. But I don't, I don't fault Chastain in the slightest. I mean, you you don't know if NASCAR is not telling you that you know you're in the wrong. I'm gonna race my ass off and I'm gonna try to win that race. But I, I'm just I'm just happy that Chastain didn't end up wrecking him or uh, you know taking the and win away from Reddick. You can't blame Chastain for trying because I remember during the the TV broadcast, Steve Letarte was talking about it. Who's is anyone gonna try this? Just like the the thought was there. He's not that he, that wasn't unique. People were talking about it too before the race, apparently. Yeah, that, that you can cut through that turn. I think there's just there's just there's a miscommunication. I mean, if you know that if it's clearly off limits, then Chastain probably is not going to try to make that move. He might even he I might guess. try a little bit harder to descend it. But if he had an excuse that, hey, they're four wide here, they're wrecking. You know, I, I'm not going to make the turn because I'm getting sent. You know, that's you they, know, that's that's the uh, the reasoning in his head, and it's it's his all reasoning though was there, he, like, they could wreck, seconds but apart. they weren't actually wrecking yet. Yeah, and I think I think you could just see the writing on the wall. I mean, you, you, yeah, I, I'm going back to uh, to NASCAR heat again. Um, you, know, you see you see people wrecking in front of you. You're gonna obviously swerve way down deep. I mean, yes, that you I mean, may not get caught up in the wreck, but. You know, you've got a little. You can forecast just a little bit what's going to happen. Have you played the uh, Indy Road Course on NASCAR Heat yet? I've I've tried it once and I miss I miss that first turn every time. So that's why I've got so much uh, compassion for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've hit it f- correct yet. I was getting better at it, but uh, oh, but I intentionally missed the first turn at one point to see if it could work on the game, and it unfortunately doesn't. Does it just is it an invisible wall? Invisible wall, and then they penalize you. For cutting oh, the course, oh my gosh. gosh, I hate that. Oh, that right. screws me over. I always miss the turns, and they—I feel like I barely miss it, and then they make me stop for three seconds. Yeah, that's the worst part about uh, Watkins Glen. Because if you if you nail the uh, the bus stop correctly, you can carry so much speed. But if you are if you ride the line, you may end up like barely touching the uh, the out of bounds area, and all of a sudden you're screaming through, and then you're going like uh, a mile. The, the Watkins Glen uh, chicane to the carousel down to turn seven. That I'm the best at that. Now that's where I make up all my ground and win races. It's always it's it's all about the downshift. If once you downshift midway through the uh, carousel, you just hit the gas and scream out. That's, oh, that's, so that's, fun. that is my best road course race by far. And oh, I'm same, still, I've, same here. the S's screwed me up for a while because I would always get super light in the corners and spin out and just take the entire field out. I was always pretty good at Sonoma until on the, the last heat game when they got rid of the short shoot and put the carousel. Yeah. And then you're about to flip going yeah, around the corner. Feel, yeah. And there's, it's not the there's no way to run watches. that. I don't know it. No, it's, I mean, it doesn't matter how slow you go. You're still on two wheels. Same with road America. No, or uh, mid Ohio or Mid-Ohio. whatever. Road America is not bad. Yeah, I'm, and the, the Rovals. Uh, 
I'm either the I'm either great or wrecking. No in between. I can't run the new rifle. It is the the backstretch chicane is so hard. I just don't, hard I, see, you don't see it coming. I hit the turtles and I'm screaming. I either stop and I'm going 20 miles an hour halfway down the backstretch and screw myself over, or I'm you know in the turn four grandstands. Like I just I jump the entire track. <laughs> There's no in between. Heck of a course. I love it. All right. So Tyler Reddick won. That's the second win of the season. As of right now, Blaney and Truex hold on to the final two playoff spots. What are your thoughts on the uh, the rest of the slate as we move forward to Daytona, the final race? We've got Michigan. We've got Richmond. We've got Watkins Glen. We've got Daytona. Are we going to see two different winners? No. I think if you really, I was looking at the past Michigan results. If you, Unless Kevin Harvick or Truex does it, which I don't think they've been showing the speed lately. They're the only two uh, non-winners that have a history being successful there recently. I know we're with a different car, but using the data we have, Richmond, I feel like that's going to be the Gibbs guys or a Penske. Like, I could see Blaney or a Hamlin or a Kyle Truex. He just hasn't had it. He's he's running consistent. Like, he's, like he's, I think he's, what, fourth in regular points? He's got the speed, but you haven't seen him go out outside Nashville, really go out and lead laps, contend for wins. It's not the old 2017 where he's winning stages and leading every lap. Yeah, but he surprised us last year at Richmond. That he did. So that's yeah, why it's going to be fun to watch. Could be a Chase Elliott show, but I, I think you know, I think this weekend is is kind of iffy. You know, we may see the uh, the Bubba Wallace win. He's statistically the most consistent driver the past couple of weeks. He's been really um, on a tear. Like, uh, what, a bunch of top, straight top tens and a couple top imagine, fives. Imagine what happens when you actually have a decent pit crew behind you. Well, that same pick crew won with Christopher Bell, so maybe just the chemistry is better. Yeah, could be. I mean, that was that that basically destroyed my argument to uh, to the reason why Bubba just doesn't have the results this year. And I still stand behind it because they have screwed him out of some decent. Oh, decent if you look, finishes. he is running. You see him running seventh. It feels like almost every weekend, and then there's a something happens. A pit stop. Loose tires. Yeah, it gets wrecked. I mean, oh, it's yeah. it's it's a shame, but. Um, I will say, uh, he's got that. I, I know he's got Daytona circled. Oh, yeah. That, that's I, I like that's his Mike, race. Michael McDowell if he, if does. If you were to do it. But I think the, the uh, Michael McDowell for sure, Eric Jones, Harrison Burton. I mean, you, you've Harrison got a. Harrison Burton getting third this week. That was. I mean, how about the rookies, third, fourth, and fifth? Oh, you, good to see that. I know it I was, was impressed. a, a crapshoot, but still, results are results. Yeah, it really pisses me off too because I sat there and I was I was putting together my draft kings lineup and I sat there and I stared. First of all, I stared at Bubba Wallace. I'm like, I he's terrible at road courses. Don't pick him. I'm like, okay, I can, I'm good with that. Harrison Burton, he's he's been terrible this year. Don't pick him. And I looked at uh, I looked at Todd Gillen too, and I was like, well, you start eighth. Is it just like one of those quality like decent qualifying runs? Is he gonna fall back, lose me points? I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna pick. I, I looked at all three of them. And I had uh, also had uh, uh, what's his face? Um, I had Kyle Busch and or not Kyle Busch, uh, Cindric and uh, Reddick. Like I could have won some serious money there if Ooh, I would have just gone my gut. But I went with uh, uh, Brad Keselowski. Um, who else? That doesn't even matter at this point. I, I got wrecked. Another name I think we can't leave out of the discussion. He tears it up on the Xfinity series and technically as a win there at Daytona is Justin Haley. Oh yeah. Daytona for sure. That's 
That would be a sneaky win. He's run decent. I think he's twenty second in points. Yeah, so he he's in the top. Two. He's in the top thirty. So he he checks that off. Um, I mean, Brad Kozlowski. Is, I mean, as long I believe he's it back in the top thirty. Let me check. So, I'm holding it up as we speak. Kez Kez could pull off a a, a, a stunning victory. Chris Busher, like I think. I think it's I, I honestly I I don't know whether I'd rather see fifteen winners go into Daytona or sixteen winners because I think both are going to be insane in their own. I I th- I'd probably say fifteen different winners. And I say in. you want fifteen because I'll be honest, I do not want to see more than sixteen. I think six. I think sixteen is a max we would definitely see, at least during the regular season. But I think. You know the the stunning victory and jump into the playoffs. It's obviously not going to happen if there's sixteen, uh, sixteen winners. So I got it pulled up. Brad Keselowski is back in the top thirty. Okay. Yeah. So that would be an upset. That'd be the other upset I'd be circling. I would want to see is Corey LaJoy, but he's thirty first. Uh, how far is how far back is he? He is about thirty five ish, thirty seven from behind Ty Dillon for thirtieth. Okay. He could probably, if he were to win Daytona, he could probably make it all up there because Ty Dillon would probably crash. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Speaking of Ty Dillon, what a hit. Oh, that was a nasty lick. That was, that was nuts. I, 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 I saw the, uh, like, we, obviously we didn't see the, uh, the, the actual crash happen. We just saw the aftermath. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. That was. I'd probably be crying if I were him. I, I mean, 120 miles an hour not even seeing him like the the spotter don't have time to react and all of a sudden boom and there's no way you can I mean kyle larson's just shoot out, shoot out like a rocket yeah seriously all right so yeah I, I think michigan we could i don't think we're gonna see a new winner this weekend unless it's a kevin harvick mm-hmm. um you know all the all the penske guys have won it's you know it's just a classic ford track and i think uh, we're gonna I see think- a really good race though I, I do too. I'm excited to see how this car is on uh, at Michigan, just because I, I think Michigan's the better track uh, compared to uh, Auto Club, because I know they're the exact same except for the banking. Michigan before the repave, maybe, but I don't know. I'm still basing a lot of these tracks off of my NASCAR heat experience because I love <laughs> Michigan on heat. Um, my favorite so I, was NAS- uh, Michigan on NASCAR Thunder 03. Oh, <sighs> those are the days. I think I only really raced Daytona and Richmond. And uh, Daytona Beach. Oh, the old beach course. Yeah, I sucked it. I tried. I tried to just run it into the ocean. I thought it'd be cool. Might as well. That's. It's there. It's there. Give it a shot. Yeah, but I think I think Richmond Truex. I mean, I would I would really be screaming Truex. Uh, but we could be surprised to see a, a you know a Michael McDowell somehow somehow pull something out, and then we've got Watkins Glen. We've seen. I think that's gonna you know, be a Hendrick show. Yeah, I, I mean it has, has it has in the past, but we've also seen you know two first time winners, actually three first time winners this season on the road course races. So you yeah, see what you can't Chris the track house guys, my bad. Yeah, I mean you look at look at what Chris Busher's done so far at these road course races. He's got one. He's got back to back races to make it in the playoffs. He's got Watkins Glen and he's got Daytona. Both are winnable with that camp. And I think, you know, I wouldn't write him. I would put him in my lineup for uh, for Watkins Glen. I'd definitely give him a shot. I mean, he ran really well at Sonoma. I think he's done pretty well at the other ones as well. He, didn't he get, come back to get 10th this weekend? Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but that's impressive. Yeah, I was I was stunned that he actually stayed in the race. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had Eric Almirola this past weekend too. That was that was stupid. I feel like he can make some noise. Almirola is someone that can make some noise at Richmond. Yeah, Richmond and Daytona. Richmond and Daytona. Maybe maybe this weekend. I mean, he, he could has, be. He hasn't been bad on the intermediates. Yeah. I mean, he 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 started the season off super strong with a couple of intermediates. You think he actually retires? No. No, I, th- I think. I think. I think, I think he's they, toying with us. I think he he's uh he's he's retiring. He just wants to let people think it. No, I think I think and he wants to retire, but Stuart Haas doesn't because I don't know if they they're going to be able to pull sponsorship. Because I think if he about? they have Rowdy coming into that car next. If they if well, that's I think that's going into Cole Custer's spot. But if they lose if they lose Eric Amarola, do they lose Smithfield? I think that, they I, probably would. Yeah, so I think that's he, why they're like since the RPM if, days. Yeah, I would say I'd be like, give us one more season to put this sponsorship together for Ryan Priest because I don't, I don't think Ryan Priest pulls anything except for Hunt Brothers. But is Hunt Brothers gonna, you know, are they gonna? You know, they've gone cup before. They've made some big investments in Harvick. If Priest yeah. can show them, I just, I just don't. I mean, I don't think they can sustain two Haas cars because I mean, really, Cole Custer's not bringing in a lot of sponsors. But the only thing that I think is is keeping him in the Cup Series is the fact that his dad is. Uh, a part of the the Stuart Haas, and, and that's uh, going to go a long way. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Austin Sendrick's dad is doing. Austin like Dillon's made a career out of. Yeah, I mean, same 19th. with uh, same with uh, with Ty Gibbs. It's like the nep the nepotism is strong, and Ty Gibbs. I actually just saw this article right before oh. we jumped on about yeah. how twenty three eleven they had already planned to put John Hunter Emichek in the ride, but then uh, Coach Gibbs convinced him to put Ty. Ty Gibbs in the right, which I think really? is the right move. Yeah, it is the right move, but wow, it's the right move. Simply I think based Hunter on the, the, is a little more deserving, the, but no, I, I agree. But John Hunter Nemechek is, yeah, he's he's been in the truck series, and I think you know the Xfinity and you know, Cup cars are similar. Lack, I think it, the, with the Gen Six car, John Hunter would definitely be the uh, the guy. But well, you said yeah, about the I, nepotism earlier. I don't know. I mean. Uh, to an extent, I'd say it's nepotism, but NASCAR has always been a family and legacy sport. I agree. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's guys like Austin Dillon and right now Ty Gibbs are getting a little more benefit, but Chase Elliott had to work his way up. He, I know he was in Hendrick equipment, but he got a – people were not easy on him before that first win, and he's really shut up a lot of people. Yeah, but I think that's, that's how it should be done. If you're coming into this sport and you have – a famous last name associated with you. You have to run every single series. You have to start in truck. You know, that's, that's why I praise Bubba Wallace because he started in Arca. He moved up to truck. He moved, he made, he made the correct moves, but then you look at, uh, you know, Ty Gibson. Yes. He's an insanely talented driver, but to go from Arca skip trucks and uh, straight into Xfinity, it works. He doesn't have the temperament to be a cup driver yet, but man, I, I would have loved to see, you know, don't just don't don't rush them up because we see all these guys just get rushed up. Um, I think it was Tony Stewart said a few years ago, guys that Dillon. can't get into bars are now the superstars. Uh, it's it's nuts, but I like make yeah. Spend your time in the different series. I think that's that's what's really Work pissing off up. a lot of these guys. Like I, I'm cool with Austin Dillon because he sat there and he he worked his way up. Ty and Dillon did the credit, exact same thing. Those guys were very good Xfinity drivers and truck drivers. Yeah, and I just, I don't think RCR is you know, a strong caliber team. They they pull off a couple wins, um, and not I think ovals, it, yeah, ne- I mean definitely not at ovals. But you look at road courses when where just about anyone could win. I think just Austin Dillon's a bad road course racer. Agreed. So I, I don't know, but um, so back uh, so Ty Dillon 
uh, news. I don't know if I covered this last week, but he is going to be out of the seat next year. I, I think it's obvious Noah Gregson's moving up. Absolutely. Unless, unless, uh, what's his face? Um, unless Junior buys RCR. And I think he follows him along, which I think is a possibility. I think he might. I think the having the three and the eights kind of foreshadowing something. It could, which would be really cool. Because the eight wasn't an RCR number. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it was uh, yeah. DEI. So yeah. I think there's, I think there's something to that. It'd be interesting. I don't know if it was a long term plan, but I think with losing Reddick, you know, it might be your best opportunity to get out, especially with how expensive the charters are now. If you wanted to, you know, cash that check and ride off into the sunset, you know, I'd be I'd be doing it this season or next season. If you're losing your number one driver with Tyler Reddick after next season, which I don't think I don't think Reddick's gonna be in that seat next season. I think he's I think he's gone. I was listening to Jeff Gluck and Jordan Bianchi and uh, Bianchi asked uh Childress about it, and all uh, all Childress would say, "Yeah, he'll be in a car." Didn't say which car, his car, whatever. Just very vague. I think something's I, up. I there. wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him in a car. I, and I'm curious. I'm curious who they put in. I mean, I obviously it's going to be Austin Hill, but oh yeah, because they forced it. I saw that come. I saw the tweet. Yeah, uh, they, they're putting him in the 33 for this weekend. So that's what that tweet was about. But you know, do they? Do they go full time with him? I don't, I don't know if I haven't been impressed with him so far. I think you, you you're gonna you're rushing once again, you know, find the guy to put it. I mean, still Ryan priest, Ryan priest is. Yes. I agree about priest. And then how about a guy like I mean, if you can pull Kyle Bush? I mean, that's, that's a way to restart that team. That would that'd be even better than having Harvick back then. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you ignite your team with that. I mean, that's, that's the way to do it. You I mean, you can even get out of bed. I don't know. There's no, I just don't see Kyle Busch going to RCR. No, I think it's either Stuart Haas or Joe Gibbs. But I think it, I think Joe Gibbs is still the landing spot. Just looking at you know, how he's he acted the past couple of weeks. If he was if he seemed pissed off anytime anyone asked him about it, I think it would be foreshadowing that he's not going to move to Gibbs next year. But the fact that he's happy and he's like, yeah, we're figuring it out. I think he's going to be back with Gibbs. I don't know. I feel. If you at for for a while, I was like, "Oh no, he'll end up there." But just, I feel like the longer it lingers, the less likely it is. I'm just curious. I, could be who, like, I have no inside information or anything. I I could be very wrong. Yeah, I, I haven't got to that point where I have you know guys on the inside. I've got no one. No. Um, but yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, race winner, dark horse for uh, this upcoming weekend at Michigan. We've already been talking. We've been touching on it. Uh, but, uh, Ben, who, uh, who do you got this week? Actually, before that, I gotta, I do have to shout out, uh, fan cards. If you're looking for a gift or debit card that, uh, for your favorite college team, then you need to know about fan cards. They've got licensed gift and debit cards powered by MasterCard for over 25 of the biggest college teams. Uh, plus when you order a card and set up direct deposit, you're automatically entered to win tickets to see your team play. So to myfancard.com to learn more. Once again, myfancard.com. Ben, do you know that a uh, fan card? Is uh, based in Alabama. I did not. Did you know that they have a beautiful Alabama Crimson Tide card that you could, uh, if you set up direct deposit with that bad boy, you could you could end up at Brian Denny Stadium for free. Well, I gotta look into that then. Sounds like a yeah. good product. Yeah, a couple of uh, Sanford grads. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Look at your people there. 
Yeah, my people. All right, uh, who you got this weekend? I'm going to take a safe pick. I'm going to say it's a Chase Elliott day. He's pretty good at Michigan. He's the hottest driver. In the, I know he wrecked this week, but he's still the hottest driver out there right now. And then for my dark horse, I'm going to go with uh, Chase Briscoe. So he, he, I thought he ran really well at Charlotte earlier in the year. I feel like Charlotte and Michigan, both well different sizes. I feel like their, uh, their surface is very similar in terms of how it's age and how they race there. And he did finish 11th there last year. So in, um, in a year where he was far less competitive, he still managed a decent finish. This year, he's a little bit better. I think he can go up there and contend. All right, I dig it. All right, I've got my dark horse. I'm going to go with... Eric Almirola, I think the, the the Fords are just super strong at this track for some reason. Every it's like it's like the one track they have circled, especially Stuart Haas. I don't think Cole Custer is going to win. Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I just I, I don't know. Um, I've got Eric Almirola as my dark horse race winner. I'm going to go with uh, crap. I just had him. Uh, Ryan Blaney. I think he finally gets that uh, that elusive win, uh, based off of the fact that Ford's just nuts at the track. So uh, that's all we got. It's behind the wall podcast. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. 